Welcome to another episode of Uncorked. This year, Sess and I are going to jump on the cast every other week with a lesson of what we're learning or perhaps what we want to learn with you along the way. And this week, we're riffing on what we're removing from our lives, from our work, from the autopilot way of being for the year ahead. We are really excited to have our Human Essentials programs coming to you in a community cohort fashion this year we might be removing the idea of what is online learning because perhaps it's the era of let's learn together. We've never declared that we know what's right. We have always declared to stay curious and try different things on. So we hope you'll try on the idea of what needs to be removed from your life in order to create space for something new and something wonderful in 2022. I hope you enjoy this one. See you on the other side. You had oat milk in your coffee. And when I met you, you were up for changing everything in your life, except for the relationship you had with cream in your coffee. So what Uh, a perfect segue into the podcast that says, welcome to 2022. I want to know what you're removing. And it sounds like you've ditched the cow milk. (laughs) Thanks, Steph. I love this. I set a goal three years ago now, and I stood in front of 900 people and declared while I was leading a vision and goal session that I am dairy free in my coffee. And it took me that long. Was it three years ago or five years ago? I don't know. Time is kind of a blur now. (laughs) It might have been five years. And the only reason I say this is because it's so powerful to realize it's taken time. 2018. Hey friend, that's at least four. (laughs) Four. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. It's 2022. Okay. Here we go. You know what? It takes time. And it wasn't something that I could just quit because it was such a habit for me. Mm -hmm. What it means to me is like, I remember my parents every morning having coffee and cream. Like there was like memories attached Mm -hmm. to it. So I really had to disassociate all of the ties that Mm. tied me to something that wasn't serving my body. Mm. So it was at our yes assembly last year. And two of our friends who came were talking about cream and the impact that it was having on their body. And I just stopped them in their tracks. And I was like, that's not normal. And they were like, no, your body should not be having such reaction. So anyways, I'm so happy to say that I'm rid of cream and I'm into I'm into whatever it is. That's an alternative to dairy right now in my coffee. You know, this is, this is a big deal. And we're going to stay on this just for one moment, because the very first meeting we had, when you were joining team Corker, you were so sweet and brought treats and you were like, and we're going to have coffee. And I brought my own cream. I was like, this woman knows what she wants. She comes prepared. She's organized. She's on top of it. Like let's drink coffee. And I want cream. And I'm sharing this because there's a distinction that we glorify and honor things about people without realizing what's going on for them. So I made it mean when you showed up with cream, how organized and decisive and all of these things you were when really the reaction that you're speaking of is like bloating or upset tummy or 
physical reactions that in fact aren't so positive that we don't see externally. Mm. Is that correct? So I know that I had some things in my life that I will bring with me so that if I arrived at Teen Corker's meeting and you said, oh, we only have, we don't have cream, then I wouldn't set myself up for failure. So I definitely know the things that will set me up for success in life without relying on someone else Mm. to fulfill that need. Yeah. So that's true. And it's just a reminder that you can't tell anyone what to do ever. They have to do it at their own time. So I know that cream was a thing. I just didn't know how irritated it was making me. Yeah. And as soon as I can go and see, oh, it's like a new window that you're looking through, like, oh, that actually is hurting me. Yeah. Then I can slowly start the process of eliminating it. So this is a conversation that in fact is not about cream and respect to dairy farmers (laughs) and whatever people like to put in their coffee. It's about the notion of slowing down in January for a hot moment to say, what are you willing to remove from your life in 2022? And I was really overcome with this question when I felt like we came back to our computers And I was getting flooded with emails of people asking so many questions of intentions and goals and what's happening. And it's so powerful. And I thought, wait a minute, is there room in my life for all of this manifestation? Is there room in my life to set all of these intentions right now? Because if I carry on everything from 2021, I'm on autopilot. There isn't space for something new to enter. There isn't space for a changed habit or a renovated relationship with coffee or anything. And so we took that first week of January to pause and say, hold up, where are we on autopilot and what needs to be removed? And I'd love you to riff a little, Cess, on the feeling, on the relationship with removing because it's not always easy. Mm -hmm. You know, when you said removing, you and I have talked about this autopilot and I highlighted something that you said yesterday, which is it's safer. Mm. It's safer to be on autopilot because we know it. And as soon as you go off autopilot and into the present moment of like, what's here and starting to really realize what fuels you, what inspires you? Is that the right choice? Or have I just been making that for years? Mm. And then what's tied to that choice, as soon as you go off, it's unknown. And sometimes stepping into the unknown, which creates more choice can feel scary. Right. So autopilot is needed at some points in our life. Otherwise we'd be relearning everything all day. And that would take hours. Hmm. And we have choice in now, what do we want to come into the moment and be present with Mm -hmm. and not be on autopilot? Where do we not just want to do it because we've always done it? Yeah. Where do we not want to have more of the same? Yeah, absolutely. Have you been able to remove anything? I mean, we're all of, this is now week three of 2022. Has anything come off or have you become perhaps more aware of where you were on autopilot? So for me, it's not all at once in a new year, you know, and you said this yesterday, it's not like the whole year, it's like this week. And so what I do is I really do have some intentions or some new things that I'm curious about some areas of my life now that I feel good in that then I go, okay, now it's time for these areas. And so let's start small little things. I've been lifting 
for one year, the same level of weight. And this year, autopilot off is my saying that I say to myself is I can do hard things. I can lift heavy things. Yeah. And so now instead of going for the same weights, it's like, I'm in this area now and this will be hard Yeah. because the other ones are easy. Yeah. Now it's time for a challenge. Another one step that I have been considering and doing a little is in the morning, I don't want to do the same thing over and over and over. At night is where I like the repetition. Right. In the morning is where I like creation. Right. So to create, I need to step into a new path, into a new zone, do something different. Yeah. So I love that you say that because it feels like evening is a ritual and a ritual is a really beautiful thing. And in the name of honoring sleep, it couldn't be more beautiful to have the patterns that you have that set you up to have a good night's sleep. And then you wake up at dawn and think, what does this day hold? And what if I'm not tied to anything? So I have space to create. I always joke that if there's space for Seth to create, we need to watch out because we don't know what's coming. And it's like, (laughs) let you be free. Let you be wild to invigorate that sense of creation. Yes, absolutely. How does it feel with your family or with people that are close to you as you, you know, slow down or pause to say, what am I taking out right now? First thing that comes to my mind without even thinking about it is that the better choices that I make for myself has a ripple effect on everyone else. Mm. You know, I'm taking out any shoulds. As soon as there's a should, I go, not going to do it. So should meditate in the morning. Got it. And I'm going to meditate at night. And for the last couple of nights, the sweetest thing has happened is my kids will come light my candle with me and sit. And I taught Luna how to do a mala bead meditation where you like move your mala beads in your right hand and then Bodhi the other night. And so removing stress at night at bedtime has been the biggest blessing. And what I do is I say time for bed and I go and I sit and I meditate and then I open my book and I watch them kind of ripple around me instead of stress. And then they feel stressed. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I want to share two things off of what you were saying. And one is the morning and this feels like a really big deal. And what I want to say is how beautiful is it to be a new year? And it's like new year, same me. And I'm going to change this year. That's just how it happens. Like we change. I wish we could throw out all of those new year, new you lines. It's like new year, same great you. I hope you change. Let's go. (laughs) Because I have honored the mornings and a morning sweat for as long as I can remember. I love 5am. I can't wait. I want to roll out of bed and go do something. And Sess, I live in the mountains and it has snowed incessantly. It snowed nonstop. And I have a really beautiful neighbor named Nellie who plows the roads and he starts bright and early, yet he doesn't really come around to my area until about seven o'clock. And I legitimately cannot go run. Like I need Nellie to plow the road before I can go out. And so all of a sudden I didn't try. I just was like, wait a minute, there's going to be a different time of day that I can go and run. And that might not sound like a big deal. 
yet for me, it's felt so enormous to wake up, appreciate the snow, watch Bernie dance in the fluffy snow piles and be okay with the fact that you can run at a different time of day on perhaps plowed roads. And what would that be like and feel like? And I think it feels like such a big deal to me because I know that it's the time of year that we're so obsessed with habits. And I thought, what if the most beautiful habit is to love the spaciousness to your point of like what a morning can be. And I think it's really beautiful. So that feels like something worth sharing. The other Mm -hmm. thing I want to say is I have removed restriction And earlier this year, which I guess was not so long ago, I was in a bit of a situation of trying to get a COVID test in a timely manner. And I received a lot of no's along the way. And I sat in an Uber, rather frustrated. It was okay. (laughs) Holding back some tears and said, I'm going to remove the restriction and believe in miracles. If we expect miracles are possible, there's space for miracles. And the only definition I have of getting this COVID test is a miracle. And I say this because I think what is so important is it's one thing to have a positive mindset and it's another thing to truly remove the idea in your head that there's an obstacle. I read something really great right before the break from a friend on Instagram She's a legit friend and she's on Instagram. She talks about plan A and plan B and how we live in this way of there's always a backup. If this doesn't work, what's plan B? And she said, ditch plan B, like hold the vision for plan A. It's like remove the idea that it's going to go wrong. It might not go right and you'll need to be prepared. Yes, of course, except don't live into plan B, live into plan A and I'm like, live into plan A and watch for miracles. So I'm removing the plan Bs and holding the vision of plan A. And that feels big. Woo. I also think that with removing something, so if we talk about creating good habits, I would say, don't remove anything, add in. Because the more that you add in, the less you're going to want to do the things that don't serve you or don't feel good. Got it. This is clearly a conversation around what are we removing? So I just want, you know, everyone to hear that sometimes it's not about removing. If that's what you don't need, it's about adding in more good. Yeah. Right. The more healthy things that you do, the less you want the junk, like not even food wise, just more healthy habits equal less bad habits. Let's say I want to jump on that because I always remember your voice saying, instead of cutting sugar, I will add in a green juice. And I think that's, So excellent. I hear you on not everything's about removing. There is value and power in adding something in. And to your point, let's be conscious of what needs to leave. So there's space for green juice. Maybe you need to clean out your fridge, clean out your cupboard and make room for the things that you want to put in your smoothie. That can be a start. Yes. Yeah. So back to this plan A, what I tell myself is that if our vision is ease for plan A, If we visualize things just being smooth and easy and it doesn't happen, that's when we can get frustrated, upset. We flip our lid into a reactionary state. And what I would like to say is that with coming off autopilot and removing things, it might evoke emotions in us that are triggers like challenge, 
frustration. Because if we do a habit for so long and then we get rid of that habit or the world, like in your case, is not paved to go for that run at that time, we could feel like it wasn't a choice and therefore then we get frustrated and then we go, now what does this mean for my day? And then we make it really big and it's a perfect time to say, this is a beautiful world intervention showing me that there's another way for me to be physical. So it might not mean that you don't have to be physical or, you know, for me and cream, it's not that I have to give up coffee. It's there's another way here. And now it's time to open all of my windows in my mind and see a new path. Yes. So open windows. And I also see like unhooked anchors. So where you're anchored is what needs to be brought up. And I love that. I love that there is a new path. There's always a new way. Even so, where we are hooked is probably the place we need to go look first. And to your point, it's about time. On your time, you'll want to unhook it. And it might take one year. It might take four years. And you might need to hear it from two friends at a beautiful retreat to give you the wherewithal to say, my time is now. (laughs) Before we end this, you have said several things that I think have been so excellent as tips and tricks, not life hacks, tips and tricks on removing, and it starts with language. So what are some of the words that you remove from your vocabulary when you think of things that you just don't want to say? (laughs) <laughs> well, I have a bunch in my head. And if there were some that you would like to share, please share. So some things in my language that I take out is anything that holds me less than or holds me in constraint or the negatives because our mind hears what we say and subconsciously goes in that path. So if I say I can't or I won't or I shouldn't, then I take all that out because then somewhere in me, I feel constraint or I feel like I don't know if it's true. Mm. When I say I shouldn't, I hear, oh, but I want to, you know? (laughs) So I also take out the word take out. Like even the fact that me and you are having a conversation about what are we taking out? What are we getting rid of? That is intentional. So I just make sure that everything I say is intentional, knowing that it'll put me on the path that I'm going to go in. I love this. So there's no shoulds with you as well. There's no shouldn'ts and there are no shoulds. You also shared that you were taking out the word just. Yeah. That taking out the word just. So powerful because every time I say it now, I realize it is, it does just what you said. It makes it small. It makes anything you say yourself, the person small and I will delete it and I catch myself. And the piece with language and removing language is to share with people you love or work with the words that you don't want to say and know that you'll still screw up. And so when you screw up, you can take two, you can try again. You can say, call me on this. I want to be aware because this is another sense of autopilot. We don't even know what is said all the time until we know. And when we know, then we have a chance to say it a different way. So I think removing just and removing shoulds from our word diets, from our word language is a pretty powerful thing. Another thing in the name of taking the car of life off autopilot is looking at the calendar. And I am looking at the calendar to say what landed on my 2022 calendar on autopilot. 
It's a recurring meeting. It was a recurring event. It might've been something I said yes to in 2021. And now is the time I change my mind. I don't want that. It's going to be hard. I might hurt someone. And no, it needs to come off the calendar. And it feels like the perfect time to do that so that I remind myself that I can be in the practice of choice. And it's like, heck, I might've made a decision from a place that I don't want to make decisions from this year. It needs to be different now. So I think calendars are another great place to look and say, what needs to come off the calendar so I have space to add new things, people, experiences for 2022? Yeah, that was a big one for me that at the beginning of the year, the first week deciding what are the things that it's just time to say no to that are carrying over Yeah. so that who knows what will then open up. Right. If there is space, what can come? Yeah. Beautiful. Well, we are going to be on the pod every other week. And I think that the next pod would only be appropriate to say when you have things removed and you have a blank canvas, where do you begin? How do you draw? What is your preferred art of choice? And we'll be back in two weeks with that. Sess, we're not leaving without our favorite question. What's currently making your heart beat faster? <laughs> oh, I have about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Muji pens ready for this year in my pen holder. And I am so jazzed and a fresh notebook to write in. Yes, fresh notebooks. My heart is beating really fast for Team Corker. I'm so stoked and blessed that we get to do the work that we do, that we're making choices, that it's crunchy to decide what we say yes and no to, because I know that the runway is paved and it's super beautiful. So go for Team Corker. Let's make memories. (laughs) 